Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, Episode 2, a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is brought to you by Airbnb. Whether you're looking to relax on your own private Florida beach or planning a multifamily vacation to the Orlando theme parks, Airbnb is a top choice to book unique accommodations in Florida. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash Airbnb for our top picks or to begin your Florida vacation planning today. This week, we will talk about St. Augustine. St. Augustine. One the, of our favorites. The oldest city, not <laughs> exactly. Plymouth Rock. Right. So it, it should stand. I mean, we're not going to go back in history and talk about everything historical in Florida, but I've, we figured we should start with the first city in the United States. And of course, the, the fact that it's right here on the East Coast of Florida. Yes. But before we talk about St. Augustine, let's go into our Florida tip of the week. This week's tip is all about the weather. This episode is originally airing in January, and if you're not from Florida or have never been here, the temperatures drop. Like today. Like today. Yes, I think I woke up and it was a high of 38. Oh, lovely. So while not often, it does get down to 38 degrees. Uh, Make sure you pack accordingly when you're coming to visit. I have a very important tip. Yes. What is your important tip? We live in Florida. It yes. is called the Sunshine State. What does it do here? It sunshines all the time. Right. Doesn't matter if it's 38 degrees. I have to tell you, bring your sunscreen. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, so like we said, St. Augustine, it's the oldest city in the United States. Um, if I remember correctly, it's flown under six different flags. This is one where we should have our homeschool kids we in should. here to talk about the history behind St. Augustine. But they could go visit St. Augustine and find out. Oh, yes. Where can you find that stuff out about St. Augustine? Well, okay. So if they go to St. Augustine and they find that out, they should comment what the six flags are so that maybe everyone will know. Absolutely. <laughs> and and we might have some things, some trivia on our social media coming up as uh, well about yeah. St. Augustine. <laughs> yeah. So what I love about St. Augustine and the fact that it is the oldest history, though, is all of the living history in Florida. It's my favorite thing to do to go watch all of the reenactments that they do in St. Augustine, and they have a lot of reenactments. Have you seen any? I have. So um, as a teacher, I I mentioned that I went to UCF and got a degree in elementary education. I didn't actually talk about the fact that I did, yeah. On our last podcast. On our last podcast, yeah. I actually mentioned I did teach for a few years, even though I wasn't performing and all that. I did teach for a few years. I taught fourth grade and we brought our fourth graders to St. Augustine every year. Big, big, the whole grade level went and we would do those tours and we did, um, you know, the oldest schoolhouse and the fort and the fort was amazing. These what, people, what fort are you talking about? Oh my gosh. I, what we didn't the, mention it. I didn't mention it. Did you just blank I on did. what it's called? What the heck is the name of that fort? <laughs> Castillo That's de right. San Marcos. <laughs> I just Cast- saw it too. I was only there a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> the fort in St. Augustine is Castillo de San Marcos, and you can visit it. It is a national landmark. 
so it is part of your national parks pass. If yeah. you uh, have a national parks pass, which is very affordable, um, just to go not just to the national parks, you can do monuments and uh, other places around the U.S. And there's plenty here in Florida as well. And Castillo de San Marcos is one of those. So yes, we've talk actually, about the Castillo. We've used that that pass before at that fort. The fort in St. Yes. Augustine. can't believe I forgot what it was called. I've been there so many times. It's because in the notes we just wrote the, the fort. fort. Yeah. So the fort, Castillo San Marcos, um, I don't think that they're doing these live tours right now because of COVID. That I, is something, yes. If you are looking to travel right now, make sure you're going online and checking what the restrictions are. Um, certain things may not be open. Certain things may not have tours. Some of these living history and reenactments may be limited or socially distant. I do believe... If I read correctly, because we didn't go into the fort. We were just in St. Augustine a couple weeks ago. We didn't go into the fort. Okay. But I do believe I read that they are doing the audio, uh, an audio version of it. Oh, neat. But on a regular, a regular time, they, their people that do their tours get so into it. They wear great costumes. Full on. Yes. It is like you are standing there in front of the the people that lived in the area because in the middle of the fort is like the courtyard where they all sort of existed together. So this fort is, is it a a pentagon shape, an octagon? We're going to have to look this up. I can't remember what the shape is. It is completely enclosed. It is completely enclosed. And so you walk through a drawbridge. Yeah. And you see the fort. Yeah. You see where the, where the military lived, their conditions that they lived in. And that you see that, you know, up top is, is all of the posts where they stood and looked out over the ocean because it's right there. It's right on the water and they would look out for the ships. And so my son, who is over six foot tall, has tried to stand in one of those lookout posts and he doesn't fit. Really? Yes. (laughs) He's a little too tall for the ones that are enclosed. Yeah. He's a little too tall for those. That's hilarious. Well, they they have done an incredible job of keeping it, um, the building itself looking very authentic. And the people are, the way that they talk, the way that they look, the way that they address you is very authentic. And the, and they give you such a thorough history of of everything revolving around that the fort was not just you know there to protect them they lived in it yes one of the things you can do or one of the things they've done in the past and they may still do this because this can be socially probably better as a socially distant activity they'll light the cannons yes they and, do and shoot the i mean they don't shoot cannon balls but they will shoot the cannons yeah. across the water so when you're walking around through the town and you're not near the you're not in the fort if you're walking through the town you can hear them go off and you're like oh Boom. there they go <laughs> yes um but living history doesn't just happen at the fort nope. either we have been in St Augustine um during other events that happen uh, just along the streets of St. Augustine. So as you can imagine, this is the oldest city. They have the cobblestone streets. They're small streets. You can walk through the quote-unquote downtown area in probably 10, 20 minutes, you know, front to back. You can walk through it, but you won't get all You the won't see stuff, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but that, just to give you an idea of how big it is, it's not very big in that area. But We've been there when they did an encampment um, near the old schoolhouse, and they had the the tents 
and fires and cooking going. Really? Yes. And they did. It was called Drake's Raid. And so Drake was, I believe, English uh and came and raided the fort and the area. And you had soldiers walking through the streets. And (gasps) they are dressed. And they're not impeccably dressed because soldiers wouldn't have been impeccably dressed. They're in all stages of costume. So that it is more of that authentic feel that you get with this living history. I have this great book that I'm going to link in the show notes that is all about uh, history and reenactments throughout the state of Florida. Of course, probably 50% of the book is devoted to St. Augustine. And it you can search by time of year, you can search by area. And that's how we found Drake's Raid. And so we went and we saw this just walking through the streets, which was neat. You don't have to necessarily go to the fort um, to see the living history there, but they have they have plenty of other locations. Um, one of my favorite, and albeit kind of kitschy, kind of roadside attraction, definitely long before Walt Disney was here, is the Fountain of Youth. Yes, we did the Fountain of Youth with our students, and um, it is a really neat experience. Um, we drank the water. It is nasty. <laughs> you do look younger. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I accidentally gave away my age. but Oh, <laughs> yes. In the last episode, <laughs> if you listen to our intro podcast, make sure you check in on Christina and how old she is. Well, I'll just say this. If you got my age, then you just got to know Tanya's older. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, uh, they, the, the water in the, the fountain of youth is missing... Um, not fluoride. What is it missing? It's, well, it's it's mineral water. It is mineral so water, but it's, it's missing something that doesn't that we have in our processed city water, and and it's got this chlorine. Yeah, no, well, it's chlorine. definitely it's definitely missing the chlorine, but it's I think it's fluoride or something. But when you drink it, it has this strange taste. It's so gross. Like I said, it comes from the springs. It's mineral water. You it really got to want to drink it. Sulfury. Yeah. It smells. It doesn't taste much better, but. But it the, runs inside the building. So the Fountain of Youth. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Ponce de Leon, who discovered La Florida, uh, was came searching for the Fountain of Youth. And the Fountain of Youth is something that's supposed to keep you young forever, right? Mm. Well, at the... It's not working. Yeah. <laughs> at the site in St. Augustine, at the Fountain of Youth, you can um, visit the area. They have some interesting facts about Ponce de Leon, some history, some... Um, what is that? Uh, where you, the, a planetarium where mm-hmm. you get a planetarium show. Um, there's a couple other things that you can do there as well. It is slightly touristy because you do go to drink the water. However, there's some really interesting additional stuff at the Fountain of Youth. It's a archaeological site. They do live digs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can see archaeologists out next to the water digging and excavating and looking for historical artifacts. Do you know if they put any of that information out? Like if they're planning it out, do they say, oh, we're going to be doing this uh, this during this month? I don't this- know. That's a great question. We'll yeah. look that up and we'll include that in the show notes as well. I know that you can do as a, the children can do their own quote unquote digs. They have stations mm. where the children can look for archaeological artifacts, uh, 
But the other thing at Fountain of Youth is they also do more of those reenactments. So you have someone who will teach you how to shoot, someone who will show you the blacksmithing, uh, someone who's cooking different herbs and things that they may have cooked back then. There is a church on site, one of the, um, it's recreated, I believe, but one of the original missions um, because the Spanish discovered Florida, there are some missions over here as well, right next to uh, the Fountain of Youth is one of the oldest missions in the state as well. What I love about what you just said is that they, in St. Augustine, they take their history very seriously. Yes. They always have information to give you. So there's always something to um, take home and back up what they're teaching you. But also they're very good about being authentic. This is it. Yes, the Fountain of Youth is a tourist place, but it is um, what they're teaching you and telling you about is very authentic and especially authentic to the area. Yes. Yeah. Especially with all of those reenactments and just walking through there's something about living history that I think is so much better than walking through a museum. Absolutely. Even though they have great museums in St. Augustine as well, there's something about seeing someone demonstrate what it is that they were doing. I'm sure if you have young children, they'll love seeing how to shoot uh, a musket, how to shoot a bow and arrow, uh, what it might have been like to live back then. We We're not... We wouldn't call ourselves an unschooling family, but we do educate a lot using unschooling and travel. And that is probably the thing my children have learned the most from and retain the most from is when they've done these living history and walking around and experiencing the history. Yeah, you can't beat an experience. You can't beat seeing it in person. And even in some of the museums in St. Augustine, they still have an experience. Uh, you went to the old jail. We did. Well, we went, we went. We went outside the old jail. We did. We went in the old jail with the kids um, in when they were in fourth grade. I've and been in there too. They walk you through it and they give you basically a day in the life of a prisoner in the jail. They shove the kids in the in the cell and they <laughs> shut the door so that they could see how small it was and that they were living multiple people in there. But again, a living experience where they walked in and they saw. Okay, this is what it was like in. That's not the same as jail nowadays, but they could experience, you know, a day in the life of um, a prisoner in, in this 1600s, is the, yeah. 1700s. Did you get an eerie feeling walking 100%. through this? Yes. Yes. What is that eerie feeling? Okay, I actually got an eerie feeling at the old jail and at the fort where okay. I just, I feel like the people that had existed in that place are, are still walking around. I, I do so. I do not believe in ghosts. But I do believe in the sense of that there's this, this history still exists there, even though thousands and thousands of people, maybe a million people have come through that jail, but you still sort of sense that those people that live there and a lot of them died there are still sort of, they're, they're still sort of there. There's a presence yes. there. And yes, walking into the old jail or some of the other places by the cemeteries in St. Augustine. Oh, yes. You too, you get this, just this eerie feeling, this presence. They're rooted there. They are. And so I have done a ghost tour. Oh, I've not St. done Augustine. one of those. I've always wanted to. Every time I've gone, though, if you don't plan it enough in advance, right, and you, you would know about that. Yes, you absolutely should plan something like this in advance, especially right now. Uh, again, 
I don't know how they're doing the ghost tours. Um, I We did go on the trolleys there, and they are doing them. They have their trolleys set up with um, barriers and such, and okay. one family goes in a row. So, like, you wouldn't be in a row with somebody else. You'd be in the row with just your family and no more than four in a row or something like that. And we can talk about the trolley yeah. tours in, in a little bit as well, but the they do have trolley tours and walking ghost tours. Oh, they do a walking ghost tour. Hey, Christina, have you ever heard of Viator? I absolutely have heard of Viator. Did you know that you can use Viator to book places and tours in Florida? Yeah, there's some fantastic places that you can find on Viator. I have even booked that trolley tour that you took in St. Augustine. I was able to book that through Viator. And what I love is that if we had to change our plans, they have free cancellation. I know, 24 hours cancellation and you get a full refund, right? That's 100% refund, isn't it? It is. And so you can find all kinds of things from trolley tours to snorkeling to even some airboat tours throughout the state of Florida. So so like a, an experience as opposed to just, oh, look up a, a, a rental to stay in or lodging. It's actual like total experience. Absolutely. And Viator has so many tours to choose from. They really are your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do in our Sunshine State. And there, I wanted to say too, they they're, they they work like a search platform. So you could just be like, hey, I'm I want things to do in in Miami and it pops up with everything, right? Absolutely. So I put some of our favorite tours on our website. So to get started, if you want to go to floridatravelpod.com slash Viator, you can get started booking some of our favorite Florida attractions. And Viator is spelled V-I-A-T-O-R. Okay. I did a walking ghost tour Ooh. and it was it was so interesting. It, a, you again, you learn a lot about the history of the people that lived in St. Augustine. You would learn they would bury people right in mm-hmm. their backyard. It wasn't always at a cemetery. And uh, our guide also told us about, you know, when the city flooded a couple of years ago due to one of the hurricanes, the amount of bones. Oh, I heard about that. that. <laughs> I, I, speaking of eerie feelings. Yeah, they just sort of buried them in like haphazard boxes. Exactly. Yeah. This city has been around for well over 400 years. And so you can imagine how many things and how many layers are built up on top of layers. And yeah, so sometimes when things flood, which is not often, thankfully, you might um, you might learn a little bit about who was buried in your backyard. So that was something I did feel um, you asked about the jail and if I felt any sort of, I feel like the fort, the jail, and just the area in general is so bound up in that history that it, it is everywhere you go. You, I mean, you imagine that yes. this, there's this other like sort of otherworldly life going on around you and you're just sort of a spectator in in the whole area because you know there's the military fort and there's the old schoolhouse because I mean they were they were living there their families there there of may course. have been you know a war going on they may have been under attack but they were living there so you know you have the oldest schoolhouse you have the the places where people discovered and you have archaeological stuff and it it was this sort of um I guess a I can't, I can't think of the right word, but basically it was an entire, entire world living 
in this in this time that was, I mean, just sort of developing. Yes. Well, and they're still living there, mm-hmm. right? There's still businesses operating and restaurants operating. It's not just like you're walking through Colonial Williamsburg, this is still a living, active community living right there. Not closed off from everything. Yeah, not closed off, living right there along the streets of St. Augustine. But we talked about the trolley tour, and you can do a ghost tour on uh, a couple of the trolleys in St. Augustine, but you don't have to do it. If you're not interested in ghosts or your kids don't want to stay up that late or can't stay up that late, or maybe you have younger children, talk about the trolley tours in St. Augustine and why these are something you should definitely consider doing. We have done the trolley tours uh, a couple of times in St. Augustine. And again, I will fall back on these people know and love their history. The people who are on the trolley tours are often degree holding historians even, and they know this town inside and out. Um, They're full of personality on their tours. So you basically get on this little trolley, just like a Disney tram. Yes. (laughs) Everyone... Well, and, and I was going to say, it's it's nice to do the trolley tours because a lot of them are hop on, hop off. Yes. And, yeah, cause it, and that's, parking downtown is an issue. So it is yeah. getting on the trolley and having a trolley tour ticket. It's a great way to. Yeah, you can pull into the trolley parking lot, park your car, walk into the little depot area, get your ticket and get on the train or trolley. So it takes you all over, which is another reason to get the trolley tour because you go all over. You don't just, you know, we walked accident from the trolley depot all the way to St. George's Street. And it was like several miles, but it was, it was like so far away. I'm thinking how, you know, you, you can't walk around that whole area and get everything. You have to do a trolley or you have to drive yourself around. And then if you're driving, you have to park at all these places to go in and check it out and then come out. And so the trolley tour also includes your admission to these places. You know, one of the things I learned on one of the trolley tours that I did recently, you, we talk about all of the old history in St. Augustine, but St. Augustine has a lot of recent history as well. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. came and spoke uh, in St. Augustine, spoke in the square. I did not know that. There is a replica of a sit-in um, diner that is now a bank, weirdly, but there is a replica of one of the diners where um, some young black kids sat in and did a sit in a civil rights protest. That's a whole other level of history in that it area. It is. I did and not realize we that. went through um, some of the area where a lot of civil rights activists uh, stayed uh, in the 1960s, 1950s. So, yeah, it is full of, when we say it's full of history, we're talking all of it. And yeah. it's not just the ancient stuff. It's not just the Ponce de Leon. It is Martin Luther King Jr. as well, which is fascinating. You can learn everything from the beginning of Florida to the civil rights era. So what I found interesting about the trolley tours as well is that every driver is a little different. Yes. And every driver has a little bit of additional knowledge that you may not oh get gosh. from a yes. different driver. So we've ridden it a couple of times. And every time we learned a little bit more and different things based off of what our driver was doing. Yeah, I, exactly. They have their own personal experiences. So let's talk about where it goes. Um, we talk about St. George's Street and what you can see and do along that street. We mentioned it's cobblestone streets. There are no cars, so it's a great city. It's a great area to walk in. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part of St. George's Street and that whole area is everything there is little small shops and businesses. And for the most part, you are supporting a small business by going up and down that street. A lot of handmade goods. Um, We went 
a couple of weeks ago and we stopped into this little uh, soap shop. It was inside of another store. And the lady in there, she knew everything about all of those soaps and all of the things that were, you know, placed on the shelves. My kids were so interested in all of that. So they're talking to her. She's talking back. She's giving them all this information. But it's it's her. It was hers. You know, like, yes. she loves it. So it's she was. true small yeah. business. And, and so we bought some soaps and we put them in the bag. And she says to my, my youngest son was like, I want this soap. But we weren't going to buy him a soap there. We were buying him something different. So we were like, no, buddy, you're going to get something somewhere else. And but he wanted the soap because it was called monkey butts. <laughs> so I said, buddy, we're, we're, we're not going to get you a soap. The soap is going to be for the girls really love their soap. So we'll get you something different. So my husband's paying and they're getting ready to leave. And I walked out with the girls and he comes out and he's like, the lady decided that Cameron needed to have some monkey butt soap. So she chopped him off a piece of monkey butt soap, put it in the bag. Oh boy! And I just thought this is the small business atmosphere that you experience when you walk up and down a street. Like they go same. above and beyond. Yeah. Yes. Well, and let's talk about food. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's so many different things you can eat along that street. Um, one of the things we'll talk about more food in a minute, but one of the things I enjoy doing is actually going into some of the pubs yeah. and having a beer or having a drink in some of these places that you can imagine the architecture is hundreds of years old. And you can imagine sitting there just like a, you know, a, a, 16th century. <laughs> yes. Revolutionary yeah. war, civil war civil rights, mm -hmm. any of those, any of those eras, you can just imagine sitting there with a drink over some great food. And they have some amazing food and so many different things to try and eat and drink. And, and everything from ice cream and popsicles and, you know, grab and go type affair to fine dining mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Some of their restaurants are so beautiful overlooking the water because you're sitting there right on the water. So they took advantage and they just, they have these back balconies and they're overlooking the ocean and they've got beautiful places to sit and eat. Well, and if you haven't been to St. Augustine, but you have seen the streets of New Orleans, what I like about some of the St. Augustine restaurants is they have that second level yeah. with the, um, not the, the ironware, ironware, not iron, raw wear. iron, raw iron <laughs> fencing. I got you. I got your back. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they have some of that raw iron fencing, uh, that you're just sitting there overlooking the streets. And so it gives you that same atmosphere that you can imagine on Bourbon Street, but in an older city, by mm, the way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it is. Um, they have this, I have to make mention of Augie's Tap Room. It is the neatest thing. So when we were in there, we were talking to them, this place called Augie's Tap Room is at the beginning of St. Saint, George's Saint Street. And they have hamburgers that literally we ate one hamburger that day and I don't think I ate again until the next day it was so big <laughs> but Augie's tap room is and this is their words I can't even claim it but they the lady was like it's basically like frozen yogurt for adults oh <laughs> so you walk up you put your little card in and you can get as much or as little as you oh. want of the beer and they just charge you by the ounce and you can try everything on the wall oh how fun yes it was so, and they have it very COVID friendly you wear gloves you have to hand sanitize and everything it was just it was a really neat beer experience that I haven't been to yet pour your own pay for your amount yeah, you pay beer. so we tried just about every beer up there just by putting a little splash in our cups so you know instead of them handing me a sample of every beer I got to I like it yeah and they I have like a great it. digital screen up there that describes every beer and where it came from what brewery it was from that's very cool. So let's um, let's talk about the fact. Okay, Saint Augustine is in Florida. Florida is known for its beaches. Let's talk about the fact that yeah, Saint Augustine is 
there's a beach there too. Yeah. St. Augustine is right along the water. It's on the east coast of Florida. Uh, I'd say St. Augustine is what, maybe halfway between Jacksonville and Daytona. And Daytona yeah. And mm-hmm. so there are beaches there too. And they have a, um, I don't know what that's called. It's like a, like you have to cross over a bridge and it's sort of like a little intercoastal. That's it. Yeah. Well, you have the intercoastal waterway. So if you're not familiar and we actually have a, um, we have a podcast coming up talking all about the Florida beaches, but the intercoastal waterway is, yeah, there are barrier islands mm. along Florida as well. So yeah. yes, you do have to sometimes drive across a bridge to get from the city to the beach. Their uh, beaches are just beautiful white sand, crystal clear water on the East Coast side, which is a little nicer water, in my opinion, than the West Coast. Oh, we'll talk about that next. I know, we're getting there. But I just, I St. Augustine beaches, everything about St. Augustine is beautiful. Oh, I did forget to mention one of the stops on the trolley tour. Yes. Is the San Sebastian Winery. Oh, yes. So speaking of drinking, because mm. that's always what we're going to come back to. Of course. And especially, especially the wineries and the breweries because then you get lots of variety in your flavors. Yeah, there are. You would be surprised at how many wineries um, where they do grow their own grapes and make their own wines that are local here to Florida. San Sebastian happens to be sister winery to our Claremont winery right here. Oh, how about that? Yeah, Yeah. that is. And what is our Claremont winery called? Uh, The Lake Ridge winery. The Lake Ridge winery. So we have Lake Ridge and San Sebastian are sisters and the grapes are grown here in Claremont. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, So we will talk more about St. Augustine and some places to stay in some future episodes. Uh, But each week we want to bring you uh, your featured Florida product of the week. And I wanted to do this section of the podcast because if you can't stay here year round, if you don't live here uh, and you want to bring a piece of Florida back with you, we're going to talk about various products that you can buy. Uh, And if you do live here and you are local to the Florida area, a lot of these you can get in your local grocery store like Publix. So for example, our featured product of the week is Barney's Coffee. Uh, If you live in the Southeast, you probably know that you can get Barney's coffee at your local Publix grocery store. Uh, Christina, what is your favorite coffee flavor? Santa's White Christmas. (laughs) Say that again. Santa's White Christmas. (laughs) Yes. It makes me jump up and down and get excited. That is is a lot of people's favorite. Barney's coffee is actually sold nationwide, but it is uh, originated in Florida over 40 years ago. Did you know that it was a Florida product? I had no idea. Yes. And and did you know that it's actually close to where we live? Nope. Um, it's based out of Winter Park, Florida. And so we like favorites such as Santa's White Christmas, which I'm not going to judge you if you drink it year round. It's I, good. I have not um, made any sort of evidence that there's been a stockpile somewhere in my house of Santa's White Christmas. <laughs> Uh, they also have great other blends like Sweetheart Blend. Uh, fan, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, so you might want to grab a Sweetheart Blend. So you can still order uh, if you're not, if you don't have a Publix grocery store near you or you don't have a grocery store that sells uh, Barney's coffee, you can order it online and enjoy it year round. Christina, yes, where can you find the Florida Travel Pod? Where can you find the Florida Travel Pod? Well, we can be found on Facebook and Instagram or in the show notes. You can find floridatravelpod.com backsplash, backsplash blog. <laughs> backsplash. <laughs> 
You can please, if you would, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And you can also support Florida Travel Pod at patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. There you can support us with different levels. Each month we will have exclusive discounts for some of the attractions or our Florida products of the week. Plus, we'll have some surprises. And until next time, I'm Tanya. I'm Christina. Enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.